The Angry Chicken is a production of AMove TV. Bookmark AMove.tv for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com slash TAC. podcast about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. Welcome back, everyone. It's a brand new episode of the Angry Chicken. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, joined as always by Willie Dills Gregory and Jocelyn Moffat. How's everyone doing this week? Doing great, man. Playing a lot of freaking Hearthstone. Uh... Looking forward to what's to come, but right now I guess I'm just dealing with what we have. So it is a trying to make the most of it. Much quieter week than I thought it was going to be. I was I was certain, guys. I'm like Thursday's coming. There's an AMA. I know what else is coming Thursday. Turns out just an AMA. Just an AMA. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I was totally ready for them to be like and expansion announcement. Boom. AMA. (laughs) But yeah, didn't happen. No such luck. No such luck, but but that's all right, right? It just means uh, means good, good to have a normal episode. We don't we don't need to be like, all right, guys, you get your stretches in. Did you sleep an extra three hours? Because we're going for four hours today for cards and <laughs> no, mechanics and keywords. Not. And no, that's definitely not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, teasers for the new expansion did continue. So let's talk about what did happen in this week's Hearthstone news. Good news, everyone. <laughs> The teasers continue. Last week when we recorded, we had that first video animatic, I guess you would call it, of the fortune teller showing her turned over five cards, and one of them was clearly alluding to Togwaggle. Well, we got our second teaser, and it did. It was indeed King Togwaggle. And then uh, the fortune teller went on to tease Hagatha, and we got our third teaser. And yes, Hagatha the Witch uh, was, was the third card. And then uh, the fortune teller continued to talk in rhyme and said, just one more who's coming. The last one I summon is a fellow who makes things go boom. So Dr. Boom is clearly next, but there's still a fifth card that's turned over. So if, if we got the fortune teller as herself, King Togwaggle, ha- Hagatha the Witch, and Dr. Boom can be assumed to be the next hero with that last rhyme. Who the hell? What's the fifth card? She says the last one I summon. What do you, 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 does the fortune teller not know how to count? Maybe it's like uh, this is the team, the four of them, and then the fifth card is going to be whatever the adventure is, or you know where or, they're yeah. going, or something like that. Like a new, a new villain we don't know yet. Uh, a lot of people are also saying Arc Thief Rafam. I I don't know. I mean, like, there's lots of ideas for who could be a cool villain, but I mean, we've got Togwaggle, Hagatha, Boom, like. Next in line would be somebody from Rastacon, right? So Buon Zombi maybe, or... But, I mean, it should be from Rumble. Yeah, and everyone so far is a Hearthstone creation uh, with the one asterisk of Dr. Boom does exist in World of Warcraft, but no one gave a crap what Dr. Boom was before he got into Hearthstone. True, true. So... What are you talking about? I did that that quest on all my tunes in Area 57. (laughs) <laughs> oh, 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 well, uh, my apologies to you, Dills, the captain of the World of Warcraft Dr. Boom fan club. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's probably every single time I had to level from 60 to 70, I would go and I would fight Dr. Boom one time and then I'd move on. <laughs> it just had to happen. It was like your, yeah, your, your it was part of the, yeah, it's part of the, you know, part of the questing experience. Okay. All right. But no, you're, yeah, he was just a thing. He was a guy. Yeah. He did one quest. It's got to be maybe someone new. Three. It was like a little hub, right? Yeah. It's got to be, it's, it's be someone new. I just, uh, found it a little a little odd a little odd but yeah has the fortune teller gotten named and i'm just horrible at remembering what her name was i uh, no, i don't think she's i don't her. know what her name is <laughs> yeah. had a name gotcha maybe chat chat knows if if she has a name chat if knows. she has a name chat will know <laughs> <laughs> uh good old uh snake hair lady um not medusa i don't know what to call it. <laughs> but yeah so uh i don't know if I'm not sure what these are teasing, I guess. And if it's the single player, then that's cool. But if this is going to be the next expansion, like maybe these guys all got sent to Violet Hold or something. I just, I don't know how excited I am to retread old characters, I guess, in our first real storytelling year of Hearthstone. Boom! Uh, boom is the only one where I'm like, a little soon already on Boom, guys. But yeah, don't need a third Boom yet. Yeah, <laughs> but it's. it's all, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit that a lot of this comes down to personal preference, right? Because I, I mean, we've had Ragnaros a butt ton of times now uh, through various forms in this game, and I'm always excited when Rag comes back, just because I'm a big old Rag fanboy. Doctor Boom, yeah, I can take him or leave him. It feels to me like this is the single character. This, the single player content, right? Because I, I, I mean, really hope it is. I really do. Yeah, five five bosses, five chapters. We've all heard that. I don't know. It's like if if it if Violet Hold is the first thing, I would hope that they kind of stick to like what's in Violet Hold, right? Like the big dog yeah. and the Void Walker guy and the, the you know, dragon I mean? thing. Well, we've the, had yeah. two versions yeah. of Violet Hold in World of Warcraft, and then so. the dragon at the end that comes down and you don't get swiped by the tail. Like I want all that. That's what I want. Give me that Violet Hold. <laughs> Hachikuma that brings Violet up Hold. a good point in the chat room. You know who else is in Violet Hold? Millhouse Manastorm. Oh, yeah. There you go. See, and I feel like I'd be totally okay with going back to... <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. Going back to Millhouse because it's like he's like an original Hearthstone character. So sure. we have a, a... And his card is not version. good. Yeah, we have a classic <laughs> version of him. He's not good. I'd be totally fine going back to Illidan, too, is another one that I think could use a rehash. Um, like... Those are are interesting because you know they we it's been five years now we know <laughs> we just had the fifth anniversary of Hearthstone right so sure revisit things after five years I'm on board with that but it's been like five months for Boom like just <laughs> just let him die guys just let him die. <laughs> Uh, the, the other thing I took away from this, uh, if you watch the Hagatha teaser, Hagatha is built like a truck. Like she looks like she she could crush you with her leg muscles. I did not realize that. I, for whatever reason, from Hagatha's illustration, I just assumed she was this hunched over, crippled old witch. And yes, instead, yeah. she looks like She-Hulk. She's about to go join the Avengers. Which, by the way, I, w- I wonder if there's going to be like some weird evil Avengers with a lot of like uh, breaking the fourth wall Marvel jokes or something. So Suicide Squad? Yeah, but good. <laughs> <laughs> First half of that movie was amazing. I actually, yeah, I was <laughs> I was going half. for laughs. I'm I terrible. rather enjoyed Suicide Squad. I thought it was a I thought second it was half a- terrible. By the way, Illidan when Illidan comes back, do they? Does Illidan because the card is just called Illidan Storm Rage, right? Is yes. The Hearthstone card is called that. I believe so. 
So they call do, do they have like uh so now they have like Illidan the betrayer, betrayer and then maybe later Illidan the redeemed. I don't like I don't even or know like, like what you call even like Illidan the jailer could be cool. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so Darius is keeper. Illidan. Like I yeah, it's annoying. I have a golden Illidan and it's like I've always wanted to put him in a deck. I, I would can't. like Illidan to come back drawn in the style of like a roadhouse fight film and call him Illidan the Boun- the demon bouncer. The demon bouncer. There you he's, go. He's shirtless with some jeans. You know, he found some cool hoof boots that fit on him. And he just goes around roundhouse kicking everybody. Ah, uh, the good old hoof boot. By the way, it kind of does bother me that he's considered a demon in Hearthstone. Because, I mean, well, is he, he really well, a he demon? demon blood. He is, though. Yeah, he is, though. D- demon hunters are so part they give, Yeah, they give the too? whole... I don't know if you've ever started a demon hunter in WoW, but they give the whole, like, eh, explanation of how they're, like... I guess their, that they're also their entire demons. existence. Yeah, is yeah, whatever. Trying to suppress. The, the <laughs> Listen, man, I know it's real. I don't know. I think that's stupid. <laughs> I know it's He's real. A push up your glasses, but he is a demon. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So basically, they like absorb the demonic power to then use against the demons, and yeah, it's like you know uh, the good Terminator and Terminator Two. You know, he's a good Terminator, but he's still a Terminator. <laughs> but. Yeah, so no, I, I'm I am convinced. I will not be moved off of this hill. That is, uh, we are being teased. Uh, the the single player, like the the main thread for the single player. That's I'm convinced of this, uh, and I think that number five slot will be some new character from this expansion. Bring on Violet, well, whole yeah. dollar on. Joss, I think Joss is onto something with the uh, the something from Rastakhan because they do go in exact order of expansions, right? Ooh, I hadn't. Dogwaggle, Haggatha, Boom. Yeah. Ooh, you're right. Rastakhan. Hadn't... I did not notice that. And moved past it because I was excited about Illidan wearing jeans. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> if we do look for specifically Hearthstone characters from Rastakhan, like, I'm not even sure who that would be because they pulled so hard from Warcraft in this expansion. Like I can't think of off the top of my head a Hearth like Hearthstone specific Loa or anything. I'm like all of it came from Champion. Well. Like they're all from Warcraft from uh from the most recent. Well, which one of them is like the biggest baddie in WoW? Uh, Bonsamdi, right? Yeah, Bonsamdi is uh definitely the most prominent Loa. Um and he's ev- like he represents death, which makes him seem evil just because we're like, hey, I don't want to die. That'd be bad. Mm. <laughs> so, But I don't know if he's actually like evil, evil necessarily. He's kind of like a trickster. I'm pretty okay. sure he's so evil. Got- but yeah, yeah, but we need like a real villain if we're going. Yeah, after but him. I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a villain. He's definitely yeah. like out for himself and he's powerful and he and he lords over the realm of death. Right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes him seem like I mean, he's evil, pretty evil. But, uh, let's well, go I don't with know if it's actually evil or if it's just, you know, like I just lord over the realm of death, but, you know, not in an evil way. No, he doesn't kill people. <laughs> he doesn't kill people. He's responsible for their souls after they die. Yeah, sure. It's the deal with deal with the outcome. I mean, death is all part of the natural cycle. Uh, exactly. I'm going to go with, um, this is a stretch, but it's just the first original character from Rastakhan that jumps out to me as I'm now quickly scrubbing through all Rastakhan cards. Uh, Captain Hook Tusk. Ah, there you go. Yeah, it's Jebe in the chat says that too. Yeah, so if like the Lord or if the realm of death was like, 
you know, a boys club or a YMCA or something like he lords <laughs> over it like that. <laughs> right. Make sure all the kids like are having a good time. Yeah. It's fun to Make be sure in have, a like, damned afterlife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just absurd. We also got Warmaster Voon. There's a there's a few original characters for sure that were cards in Rasakon, but they're not as iconic as everyone else that's been kind of revealed so far. Well, they haven't been around as long, so... Yeah, yeah that's, that's the other fair. thing. They yeah. haven't had a lot of time to kind of breathe and find their space in the meta, because... Yeah, and Togwaggle's pretty... Seems pretty niche to me. I know, I know he obviously found a place, but it was pretty specific. It's not like Togwaggle, like, washed over the meta, and we were all having to just deal with Togwaggle deck after Togwaggle deck. Well, but, oh, but by the Togwaggle way. Was, was kind of central to Kobolds and Catacombs, right? Like, he was the sure. head of Kobolds. So, I mean... And those, I would think those little masters right? are evil. Oh man! <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know Hachikubo is saying please not Zuljin, but if I got to point to one character that seems to lord over Rastakhan, it's it's Zuljin. Yeah, Zuljin, there you go. But he's That's also cool. so. Well, but he's damn. dark spear though. He's not even. Yeah, he's not a bad guy, really, right? So. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I did have the sickest uh, crazy game story. I play. I, I tried to make a. A standard milkshake deck, right? So it's not, you can't do Reno, you can't do all that stuff, right? So essentially, it's a, you know, steel yo stuff deck in standard. And uh, I played against a druid, thought stole into his togwaggle, uh, ended up that I won by, and oh, and I also play Hakar in the deck because to, to beat Mechathune decks, you play Hakar, you play Hakar, and then you play Hemet. So you the car and then you hem it away your own, you know, bloods or whatever in your deck. Yeah. And then they still have them. Uh, that's kind of the idea. Anyway, he ended up as Alina soul thiefing my hand when I already had Hakar and Togwaggle in my hand. Then he played two Togwaggles. And then I finally <laughs> Togwaggled him back and then killed him with like six or seven bloods or something in the deck or whatever it was. But it was like, I've never seen Togwaggle play that many freaking times. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm sitting there playing and I'm like, I have no idea how this is going to end. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's like when there's we're, three Togwaggles and three yeah. Ransoms in play. It's like, no we're, one knows who's deck. We're both Togwaggling each other. Yeah. The has happened. I have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> in this game. And then at the end, it was just like, he just drew like six bloods in a row and died. And I was like, oh my God, so sweet. It was amazing. Was, was this last night? Uh yeah, because <laughs> oh, I had your stream on yes. I had your stream on last night. And I guess I I I, I must have wandered you off. Must have missed that one. Yeah. So I was playing. I started off playing like actual tryhard decks because I was gonna have a DHL match. Then I lost. But then I was at rank five and I was like, all right, standard milkshake, go. And the whole deck is built around uh, shadow madnessing void lords and then brewmastering them back into my hand. That's kind of what the deck does. Uh, but uh, then I and I went up against these friggin' druids. And every druid right now, by the way, there's no more token. There's no more Malagos. They're all friggin' Hakar Togwaggle now. And uh, those games get weird. <laughs> weird, weird, weird. <laughs> Sounds like it's right up your alley, man. It's Yeah, it was so fun. Uh, well, in other news this week, we had the Year of the Dragon AMA. Uh, Ixar was there. Mike Danae. Uh, Giovanni... Scarp Sarpati, 
whom I'm unfamiliar with and also clearly butchering their last name. And Ben Thompson were all in the subreddit answering questions. Uh, they said to expect more communication from the Hearthstone team this year, uh, which I would say in their defense, they've already been communicating more than I'm used to. Yeah, they've been doing a pretty good job lately um, between the different blogs and stuff they've been doing and all the, well, I mean, they did this AMA and it does seem like they have been communicating with us a little bit more frequently, even interviews with other news outlets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So um, if there's even more to come, rad, because I think they've already been doing a really good job. Uh, I think 2018 overall, was they, they did a pretty decent job of staying in touch. Um, but then there was also a lot of talk about a, a lot of questions regarding the economy, but also goals for long-term players. Yeah. So they basically said, uh, they don't have any plans to change the 10 golds for three wins thing or, or anything like that. Nothing to do with the dust. They're, they're sticking to their guns when it comes to that part of the economy. But they did mention in both of those questions about the economy and about long-term players that they want to have players or give players things to work towards in a more medium term. So I guess they're happy with kind of uh, 10 gold per three wins as well as daily quests, but they want to give people things to do on a weekly, monthly, and yearly basis. Uh, and some of the ideas that they threw around were rewarding a thousand wins uh no level cap like an overwatch or some sort of weekly and monthly progression system and they were very likely to release one of those three things but they were also looking for suggestions so i think garrett and i are the talking theme about this. of the ama looking for suggestions yeah yeah <laughs> which which i think is kind of good <clears throat> sure that they, that's fine that they want to hear from the community and get suggestions on some of this because Personally, I think the three examples they gave, rewarding a thousand wins, level cap like Overwatch, and monthly progression systems, all kind of sound crappy to me. Like, rewarding a thousand wins is a fairly long-term goal for most players. Like, a lot of people haven't even necessarily gotten their 500 wins across all their classes. And I'm not sure what the reward there would be that would make it feel like something worth working towards because again these were all framed around the idea of the hearthstone economy and how expensive everything is so if you're just going to give me like a platinum hero that doesn't actually help me with my card collection right that doesn't mm -hmm. address the problem um and i i hate the idea of the level cap like overwatch because i feel like that is super rewarding to new players but doesn't solve the problem of long-term players yeah it gives them something to potentially get every once in a while and be like huzzah yay i get a cosmetic or i get uh, some gold or a pack or whatever the the carrot stick is on the end of the level but you get levels so much quicker it takes like 10 xp to get from level one to two and then you know like 100 from five to six but by the time you get up to the point there where long-term players are, which is going to be, you know, level 60 and up, then you're looking at these huge chunks of XP and there's so much more time between leveling up your characters that it becomes not as rewarding for long-term players as it is for new players. So new players have enough stuff. What I think a lot of the community, now that we've been playing for five years, is asking for is something for people playing over and over and over for a really long time and, you know, hitting these, these higher goals. So I really don't like the idea of a, or I, well, I don't feel that the Overwatch style level rewards actually 
help long-term players more than new players, which, you know, is, is kind of the thing. There's so much for new players now. Yeah. And we plus uh, new, for, for new players players. just got 25 new ranks that reward packs every rank. Yeah. And if I'm uh, if I'm level 60 on all my characters, which I am right now, there's no reward. So if they added yeah. something, I'd be like, okay, cool. It's something. Uh, but it, like a classic pack every time I get a level on a new class or whatever doesn't do that much for me so yeah exactly and what if you what if that level two from 60 to 61 takes you two weeks to earn well like, i don't care if it takes me two weeks to earn it it's still more than like right now i've i've probably earned levels 200 on all these classes yeah. right like so i if they gave me something it's better than now but uh i just i yeah the reward I guess I wanted to be something be- interesting not Here's another pack because yeah, I want it to be meaningful and I want it to occur to occur often enough to be noticeable. Sure, I, I don't mind it being a long grind. It would make me like I, I do like seeing the bar move, right? Like when I play on my other accounts and the bar is moving, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. That was fun. Uh, and then it could one to sixty could still be here's these golden cards from the classic set. Sure, great. Uh, but then after that, it's like if if I'm 60 on all these things, I think a pack is kind of behind me. Yeah. So something more interesting would be new. Or or if they were to give me, you know, a, a pack's worth of gold, if it was like 100 gold and I could buy any pack I want, well, there you go. Now you got something, right? But Or use it to fund your arena habit or, sure. <laughs> or whatever yeah, else. Yeah, arena ticket. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. That could be sweet. Yeah, I, but but yeah, it's like it needs yeah, and, to feel, and maybe, maybe gold is the answer, right? Because yeah. then that gives it's you still a consummate to where I'm at as a player if I'm at yeah. that point, right? Yeah, yeah. And gr- granted, that they, they also you mentioned that they they mentioned a weekly or monthly progression system, but that's not specific enough to really dig into. I think the reason we're getting hung up on 1,000 wins and Overwatch system is because that's very specific and it's something we can look at. Um, I'm with you. Well, uh, I, mean, I don't like, think the Overwatch progression system is uh, all that enticing, um, and yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, and I feel like the the weekly or monthly progression systems. I don't really like the idea of necessarily a monthly progression system because with our ladder resets resetting monthly, I kind of feel like that's our monthly progression system is the ladder. And I'm, <laughs> I'm with you, but w- I'm. I'm not sure I'm necessarily against an, an additional monthly progression of some sort or some other sort of monthly goal. I just, I don't know what they're thinking of. They, they didn't yeah. give any, any specifics. So I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. well, like if you think there. of like PVP and wow, they have a monthly or sorry, a weekly goal. So basically like every week you have a little bar that sits at the top of your PVP mm-hmm. panel that you then fill up with conquest points. And at the end, there's a little icon that shows you what piece of gear you're going to get when you get those conquest points for the week. And it's like, bye-bye, you did your weekly. Yeah, and right now, if you think about what we have in Hearthstone, we literally have this ladder, resets on on a monthly basis. We have five wins, gets you the card back, and that's it. And then we have daily quests, right? And that's it. So, like, I'm all for, like, yeah, here's, here's a weekly goal of get, like, five wins this week and you get X whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or play 10 games this week. Like it would feel like it, it just anything where you're like playing and you're feeling like little things are happening yeah. is good because right now it's like you literally have those three things and then 
what's the goal? Like, what's the reason to log in unless I'm really enjoying Hearthstone, which for me is enough, obviously. But that's not enough for everybody, right? And a lot of people just like to feel, like a lot of people I think feel like they log in and that little thing that tells you every three wins I get 10 gold doesn't really get that kind of like, it doesn't talk to the, to the, to the reward center brain or whatever. that wants yeah. like the yeah like the little puppy dog brain that wants like the cheese or whatever like there's nothing there <laughs> uh by the way dogs eat cheese clearly uh, I, but I no, but like, there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing like in front of them that feels worthy of their time right and uh if they put more of that in that's great please i'd love it um it's it, it is true that right now it's just like the rewards are just unfulfilling mm-hmm. in comparison to like how much the game. And I think what one of the people was talking about though, was they were talking about like the economy is different. So give me more money. Right? Like yes, give me, yeah. give me well, more and It's gold. about to get even more expensive with sure. uh single with the adventures now going to cost 700 gold well, a wing. Well, technically that doesn't make the cards more expensive, but if, yeah, if you want the full Hearthstone experience, right? Like if I want to do everything, right. But if you, Hearthstone is more expensive. If yes. you're going to beat around the economy bush for an entire AMA and in the same AMA announce that there are no new game modes coming, it's hard not to point that out. Sure. Sure. Which, but, uh, but like, yeah, it, it's, it's to me. And I agree with the, what the AMA questioning people were asking is like, Yo, th- uh, three wins for ten gold doesn't really get me there anymore. You know what I mean? Like when it was classic, and then Nax came out, and that's all I had to worry about. Sure, I could feel like I was earning enough cards, but now, if on a free-to-play model, it's just incredibly difficult to build a, a, a significant amount of decks. And I wonder how much the specialist uh, format was addressing that as well. Yeah, just to kind of feel like it was alleviating that pressure. Like, yeah, look, like hey, you, you don't need four decks deck. no more, guy. You just need yeah. one and ten other cards. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm very much still in the camp of like, up these damn rewards, man. Like, I, I play all my other accounts, my free to play accounts, all the time, and I definitely feel like it's possible. I don't spend a lot of time on them, and I can actually compete and get my quest done. That's not the issue. The issue is then I want to like play a deck and i'm like i can never craft these three legendaries right like i could maybe make one over the next two months but i can't <laughs> make more than that so yeah it's like uh we just need we just need something to change as far as the economy of hearthstone is concerned yeah because i mean the other thing is too when hearthstone's economy was first created not only was the card pool a lot smaller but also there were no other games really to compare it to so much except for sure. from obviously magic. But now when you look at what it takes to earn a card pack, if you just look at the 10 gold, then how long it takes you to earn a card pack in Hearthstone feels way out of step with every other card game or digital card game on the market right now. So it starts to feel bad. And I know we've talked about this before where, you know, like Hearthstone has that market share so they don't have to compete for it like the other Yeah, games. like, wow, you pay 15 bucks yeah. a month and then... But every other MMO two, right now is free. For free, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So there, uh, there is some element of that, but it just feels like Hearthstone is so way out of step now. Yeah. As I, I, I don't log into MTG Arena that often, and when I do, I always feel like I walk away with a pack. Yeah. Pretty quickly, right. Um, and if I were to spend a ton of time in there, 
it feels like I can actually, even though, yeah, you have to make four copies of legendaries and stuff like that. I still feel like even with, with not that much work, I can end up making like semi-decent decks. Um, Arson does need to, I think, feel that way. Mm-hmm. Because, because, you know, again, I've said this so many times, if you make it, if you make it so that I can build most of my deck, I'm gonna pit, I'm gonna throw some money at you. I think a lot of people are saying right now, I'm throwing zero more dollars at you because the forty dollars isn't working. Mm-hmm. Make that forty dollars work. They'll continue throwing that forty dollars, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. Uh, Long term goals. I mean, I don't. I don't even really know what I would want. It's never been a huge desire of mine. Um. I was never that motivated by 500 wins in the first place, so I'm certainly not going to be motivated by 1,000. Um, but a thousand would be nice, though. I mean, I have over a thousand on a bunch of characters. I don't need it. I don't really care. And now that they've added it as an arena thing, too. Yeah, to me, it's it's one sure. of those things where it's like I don't see but it as again, a as a bad thing. Uh, kind of the same way with like random card card backs coming. I'm like, cool. It's a cool yeah. thing. It's also not really changing my experience of the game. Uh, and that's how I would feel about some type of thousand win reward, unless it was something astronomical, which would introduce its own issues, right? Because suddenly people would sure. feel compelled to get there and feel like they were being forced to uh, to grind for something. But, yeah. By the way, so many people brought up achievements, and as much as I do think achievements would be sweet, what I don't want is an achievement system that essentially affects the meta, right? Mm. Like, I don't yeah. want a thing that's like... You know, oh, you've uh, played 1,000 dragons or something like that. So then all of a sudden people are just like, I played dragon thing for achievements. And I'm like, yeah, so now there's dragons on the ladder because of the achievements? Well, it might help you get your 1,000 wins faster, Dills. (laughs) Sure. That's true. I'd be able to beat up on all these stupid dragon players. No, but I mean, I think, yeah, it's that's an interesting thing that people ask for. And I always wonder, yeah, that's hard to to really do right, you know? Yeah. Because again, it's, we get into that like personal preference or this is obviously an opinion. That's not a fact that achievements are not the most interesting thing in the world, but I believe achievements are not the most interesting thing in the world. That's, that's where I are. I think that they would be nice. They'd be a nice addition. I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think achievements are kind of, for me at least fall into those, you know, long-term goals, like things I can work towards as a player achievements in wow very rarely actually give me anything. But when it pops up and is like, ah, you beat those three bosses in the raid, I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, it doesn't give sure. me a mount. It doesn't give me uh, anything. It just, it pops yeah, up. Yeah, it's just that nice feeling. I did about. it. Yeah, yeah, it's like the ding, you did a thing. Like, the- that I feel like is a lot of fun and would be something for people to work towards, even if it was, you know, like, just something that popped up when you played a thousand dragons, as long as it doesn't give you card packs or currency or anything like that, other than people who really like the ding and want to want to be completionist and chase those achievements. I don't think that would be enough to, to impact the ladder. If they said probably not at at the highest gold, right. And that's a problem. And then that would shape the method. Essentially we have it already, right. We're like play 10 divine shield minions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, those are daily quests, but that sometimes you like, see somebody just playing a bunch of crappy divine shield minions, and you're like, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I think as long as they don't put rewards behind achievements, then achievements would be fine and not meta defining and and something to work towards, which would be mm-hmm. cool. Like I very if I could just open a book that was like my collection, but then had all achievements in it instead of cards, 
I would totally be down for that. And then I'm like, you know what, today I'm just going to find the fun by working towards my, you know, summon a hundred shaman totems achievement or something. Like that's something that would get me playing and kind of force me out of the meta, which I also think would be really cool right now. But they did say no achievements in any modes except for single player. So, and even then it's not really achievements as much as it is um, stat tracking sort of thing. So in the new single player, they said you're going to um, unlock decks and hero powers and there's going to be a section that's going to track how many times you win with a deck and how many times you win with a hero power. And I'm like, I don't give a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about uh, achievements in, in general. The, the, um, um, the ones in WoW, they don't, they don't bother me by any means, but I, I don't get excited about them unless they give me something. And those are usually long-term goal quests that take sometimes a year at a time to complete. Yes. So, um, what yeah. a long, strange trip. Yeah, yeah. I think the last time I was trying to be completionist achievement hunter was like Halo 3, and it caused me to go into PvP and just try and stick people with grenades. And that did affect <laughs> the way I played a, a PvP game, and it was bad. And uh, I haven't done it since. So, I, yeah, I, I remember there was, the- a, there was an achievement in what was the, what's the battleground where there's the bridge in the middle with the flag? Eye of the Storm. Um, Warsong Gulch? No, 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 no. Oh. What'd you say, Gary? Eye of the Storm and Winter. Eye of the Storm, yes. Eye uh, of the Storm. Oh, there was an achievement for like, with you know, it was, it was during like Children's Week or something. Yes, it was to like get to the flag, get with, the flag your with your child own. with you yeah. and all this stuff. Like, so everyone, no one was playing the damn Battleground. Everyone was just like doing the stupid achievement. And I was just like, oh, it's so annoying. I just wanted to log in and do the Battleground. But everyone's just like running into the flag and then it was yeah, it was dumb. That's what I don't want. I don't want them <laughs> to like affect the gameplay in, in a meaningful way. I, I do like I do like the idea. Like I, you know, when I hit legend for the first time, and a little thing popped up and said, Oh my god, you're legend, here's this card back. Like it was that feeling, right? Of mm-hmm. like, oh my god, See, I did a thing. Pop up and you need the sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you hit it the second time. Nothing happens. <laughs> like, then you just get a rank. Yeah. yeah. Can we get Jocelyn on the development team? Guys, do all of this, but just make sure you add sparkles. Yeah. And some kind of cool, ta-da! I want to see the, the, the guy, you know, adding the salt meme, like that picture. I want it, your face and just all this glitter and maybe a unicorn jumping behind you. Yeah. Someone make that happen. That, uh, Fix that for you. Yes, please. Please and thank you. Um, uh, already alluded to it, but they also said that there are no new game modes in development. They don't know what the next one should be. Boo hiss. Yeah. Oh, Dills, you're Dills muted. muted. Oops, sorry. It looked like you were talking, <laughs> which is why I wasn't one, saying anything. Yeah. Uh, the next one should be really good. Uh, throw a dart. In, right. Um, <laughs> And I do agree with Ixar that if their focus is to make the current ones fresh and exciting, that is a positive focus. Um, obviously, I you know with the stuff with Arena, I'm like, okay, cool. If you're doing stuff like this, that's great. The fact is, though, that at some point you are going to continue to fall behind MTG Arena and well, just Magic in general because you just it's a card game. You need to be able to play it different ways. Mm-hmm. And if you never let us do that, it's going to be difficult to keep people's attention. Right. And 
Like, I don't know yeah. how you make standard fresh and exciting without, you know, like that. It's just standard. Like, it's his new cards. Cool. Are the cards good? Great. You did it. But, like, you know, I, I, I watch uh, the Command Zone podcast and they recently played. Like Magic put out this thing. I'd never seen this before. Magic put out this thing where one player could play as the boss against three other players. And they had like a card they would flip every time. And the card would make them have like some special power that turn. And they had like incredibly powerful cards. But the advantage was that the other people had regular decks, but there's three of them, right? And they were mm-hmm. trying to fight a boss. And it was like, it's like, oh my God, this is so cool. You could do this in Magic. And it's like, Hearthstone, what can you do? It's like, you can do an arena, you can do wild, you can do standard. And sometimes it. tavern brawl and tavern brawl, sure. And then tavern brawl is like the fun thing, but like, yeah, it's like I just want to be able to play this game the way I want to play it, right? And you just kind of keep putting me in boxes. So I understand they're focused on making the current play modes fresh and exciting, but understand if you're XR or your team five, that at some point they just aren't fresh and exciting, they just yeah. are the thing still. Right. It's always been what I've said. It's just it. it, It's the minimum. Like, yeah, you're putting out new expansions because, of course, you are. It's a card game. You have to do that. And it it might sound entitled, but this is also just at a certain point. It's basic card game design. Yeah. Um, Sure. So and I've had a a long back and forth with someone over over Twitter today who's who mentioned XR's comments of, of we want to make sure that what what is in the game at this moment is fresh and exciting and it's like how do you think that's a bad thing i'm like i'm not saying it's a bad thing what i do think this is is the equivalent though of like a politician saying i am for children development and education it's like this baseline of course you're for that of course that's your goal you're not telling me anything with this statement like is and you think anyone on team 5 believes it shouldn't be fresh and exciting yeah, it feels uh, very bare minimum-ish. And so when we've been waiting for so long and not even necessarily waiting, that's the wrong word, hoping for so long that, you know, we would get tournament mode or that we would get, and I know I said the the T word, sorry guys, everyone who's upset at me for bringing up tournament mode every episode, but like when we're looking at tournament mode or being hopeful for new ways to play the game, since they introduced Tavern Brawl, which was, what, 2015? Like, that's a long time to be hopeful that they're going to take the game in a new and exciting direction. So this, like, knowing that I have nothing to be hopeful for in 2019, it just was a definite feels-bad part of the AMA, I think, for me. Yeah, yeah, it's... um. Like his whole statement of we don't know what we should do. We don't know what the next mode should be. It's I'm at this point where I'm like, I don't know. Look at any other game in your genre. Like, throw a dart. Well, and I feel like the community, ourselves included, have brought up many, many, many ideas over the years. Even to the point of saying, if you don't know what game mode you want to make, just take all the restrictions out, give us a sandbox mode and let us make our own game modes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there, there are things that you can do if you're not sure, then just release sandbox, let us play in the sandbox however we want to play and maybe then take a look at the sandbox and say, what's the most popular thing over here and make that an official game mode. Like there's lots of ways they could go about this 
And I do, I guess I reserve some of my hope because they did say that they have ambitious ideas that are very early on in the design process. So they're not sitting on their hands and doing nothing, but having to wait a whole nother year before they're even ready to talk about something and even before they're ready to start to think about putting it in the game, it just, oof, it's kind of rough. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't know to try and take this somewhere, at least vaguely constructive. I'm, I'll choose to focus <laughs> on how they communicate in AMAs. Um, this is where I wanted the AMA to go a little bit deeper because I want to know, well, 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 why, why really? Because, it's a little rude to say, but I don't buy it. I don't buy that you don't have any idea. Um, I mean, in, in the same reply, Ixar mentions that, hey, we've talked about 2v2 a lot. So, like, clearly you have ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't they happening is my question. Um, because I feel like we're not being told something. I feel like it's probably just too difficult to actually pull off. And that's why we haven't seen more experimentation with ways to play the game. But at this point, I would like confirmation of that. Um, the, the, the vibe I got about something as, as simple as in spectator mode, turning the cards that are on the top right side up so you can actually read the damn things, the vibe I got from people that no longer work at Team 5 is that it's extremely difficult to actually make that happen. Um, yeah. Okay. So if, if that's really hard, I can only imagine how difficult it is to add anything else um, of, of significant significantly higher impact well, of the game. yeah i mean people talk about like 2v2 i'm like come on that's just let's just let's move on from that because <laughs> we're talking like if you can't turn the damn cards upside down <laughs> you're going to give us a game board where there's two people with hands no that's not going to happen yeah but and that's like it's why i i guess what i'm like i don't want our conversations to degenerate into what's happening right now us going like well if they can't turn cards upside down they can't do jack but but i, I want to know like at this point i would like well, yeah but i mean it would be easy to be able to say I want sixty life and a hundred cards. That, that like, come on, man. These yeah, are just, that's not out of the realm of. These are integers, bro. Like yeah. we can do this. <laughs> right, and so that's 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 why I just like, can you talk more on that? And please? you can't even really in that case, you can't even really make the UI argument because there are so many cards now that increase the size of your deck that you can't even say, oh, we wouldn't know how to show a deck of 100 cards. I'm sure that between all the Togwaggles, shenanigans and Benedictus and all that other crap, that there's been a deck of more than 100 cards in Hearthstone in its current iteration. So... Yeah, you can't. Even I think there's that. actually a cap. I think you can Benedict this up to like 65 or something like that. Still, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just like again, it's integers, and I don't yeah. even think there's a big UI argument for why we could. But I mean, yeah, mess around with the game things or like restrict. I mean, they've obviously already done it with standard and wild. Restrict the expansions that are allowed in a game mode. These are all cap things they video. can do. So no, like yeah, Commander was invented by people just figuring stuff out on their own, right? taking the cards and making it up. And Wizards, you know, hasn't officially made it like a format of theirs, but it's one of the most, it is the most popular way to play Magic, right? And that's what I think we want. We just want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do it. I want to make something cool and fun. I want to give them more money. I want a draft mode where I get to keep my cards at the end of it. Let me give you 25 freaking dollars and play a draft, even if it's asynchronous. Um. That's its whole other conversation, but yeah, I, I I don't know this 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 uh this was I think the most disappointing answer in in the AMA to be honest. Yes, yes, it certainly was for me. 
Um, but yeah. Anyways, other things that were brought up in the AMA, they said to expect unique events during expansions to help quote shake up the meta in fun ways. Uh, this is another head scratcher. I'm like, without giving me exact examples, this is uh, this scares me like achievements. <laughs> like, um, but I guess we'll we'll see, right? Yeah, we will see. And I feel like this would have been like this is a, a weird announcement to me because I feel like this is the sort of thing I would expect. Like for them to shake up the meta in fun ways, I would expect that when the ladder no longer matters, which we kind of had a period in time for a couple months there when we thought the ladder wasn't going to matter. And then they announced that actually the top 200 people are going to play in tournaments and blah, 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 blah. So ladder actually does matter again. So I'm like, if ladder again is going to feed into HCT or whatever the hell the new system is at Hearthstone Masters, I guess HM will be the short form. I don't know. But uh, yes. if it's going to feed into that system, then do what? Like, <laughs> explain your fun ways, Hearthstone, because I don't know about this. <laughs> right. It, it, it's just something to be wary of if when they say meta, they, they mean what I think when I say, when I hear meta, which is the ladder. Um, because mm-hmm. Tavern Brawl is already shaking up the meta, but it's not on the ladder, right? Um, so again, much like my my head scratching, going, well, what do you mean by by monthly progression? We already have monthly progression. Um, will Tavern Brawl and Arena and Wild shake up the meta already? What what what's different about what you're saying here? Yeah. So yeah, definitely, I like that head scratcher. I feel I feel yeah. head scratchy. A lot of this AMA for me is a head scratcher. Um, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's cool, but this is seems so tactically vague that I don't actually know how to respond to it. <laughs> um, they get, they dra- they did get cheeky in dropping hints for the next expansion. Uh, most of the devs in rapid succession dropped oh, uh, replies that talked about two or twins or doubling. So there's some kind of, of double mechanic coming, but uh, it was uh, in true team five fashion hi- hidden in true cheeky fashion. Yeah, so they said they can't give any new keywords away, but doubling down twins and two were used in all the replies. So I'm wondering if like double will be the new keyword or something like that. Some sort of I I would like to see maybe things on the board interacting with things on in your hand like you have a minion on the board and if you have his twin in your hand, then he grows more powerful or something like that. I don't know. There's there's ways that they could play with with things or or maybe some yeah. sort of um, kind of like Reno or any other build around cards where if your deck has all two ofs so like no legendaries like no one offs no nothing just all two ofs then you get an effect that could be kind of cool. Twin deck. I'm done with that. I'm <laughs> done with make my deck this way and then I get a thing. I, yeah. I do think maybe a Fuegan Stalag type of thing could be happening where hmm. you get a bunch of legendaries that work together. Or just cards that work together. Like if you played one and you play the second one, the second one is like a more strong version of the first one type of thing, um, which would be interesting. I don't know. Like I, I wonder if they're going to be like nervous about them doing stuff like this. Whereas like when I've been Bakud and Gend and Kelis, <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like <laughs> got a little little shell shock there. <laughs> yeah. Let's just make a bunch of cards, and then if I draw them, they do something, and then we play the game and we'll figure it out. I don't. Well, it, it was really strong, but I wonder if it could be something like Twin Emperor, where like you do a thing over the course of the game, and if you've done the thing, then 
Sure. The card is stronger based on what you've done. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Jade was not ultimately at the time it felt like, oh, God, this is this is annoying. But ultimately, comparatively to what's happened since, you're like, oh, wow, Jade, that's that was a cool idea. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, we have the uh, uh, what's the 10 mana things now. Omega. The yeah, Omega yeah. Ones. Yeah. Oh, look at chat. Big Spoon's already talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just a little bit, I'm I'm a little concerned. Stalag and Fuegan, fine. Never seemed overpowered. Twin, twin, yeah, Twin Emperor with the Cthune thing. That was fine. We also did have, what was the, what were the twins from the, twin the Valkyries? Oh, we um, had two versions of a legendary. Yeah, but they the light and dark. They did different things. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't play off of one another, right? No, they weren't like this. Like they didn't have to be in the same deck, but like they were two different kind of versions of the yeah, same thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just, just being able to duplicate something in my hand would be cool enough for me. Like it doesn't have to be some crazy sure. high concept thing. Um, everyone's losing their mind over the mention of scry in the first teaser. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just because she's a fortune teller that we got that word, but like scry, yeah. it's just a, it's what I, what I look at as a kind of a standard card game effect. I would love to see that in Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't have to, we don't have to get too weird. Don't get too weird on me. Cause yeah, I'm with, I'm with Bill's on this one. Uh, I don't want another Ganon Baku, but yeah. um, I, what I would like, of the year, right? That's going to be around for the longest. And they, and they did say too. I, I don't think it was in this AMA, but that they want the one of the mistakes they made in this past year was that each expansion didn't do enough to the meta. So to me, it feels that like was, okay, so yeah, that was we, another point in this AMA. Yeah, we got to make things powerful. I guess if they're going to do something to the meta, so I I get a little concerned when they try to make things powerful. I feel and, like a lot of that was because of Genembaku, though. That had such a <laughs> staying, sure. oh, such yeah. a lasting effect on the way we built decks. Absolutely, um, yeah. That with I think them what gone, they, the idea that they were trying to get across is that they realized that each new expansion needs to impact the meta. Yes, that was kind of the the lesson that they learned from Raven, um, because of Genembaku, there wasn't as much impact from the other uh, expansions over the course of the year. So they want to make sure that when they're putting new cards into the pool, that people are playing with those new cards and that it's doing something cool. Um, so I, th- I think that's a good goal, although I'm, I'm kind of worried if they just, you know, let's imagine that the previous expansion was Knights of the Frozen Throne, and then they go, okay, we need to find something better than Death Knights. What's going to make people not play Death Knights? And then they do something crazy big and, and powerful, right? Like, so, yeah. I don't I don't want it to go down that road, Dills. I agree with you there. It's like, mm-hmm. don't just go more powerful. Go, like, same powerful, but interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do yeah. old gods again. I liked old gods. Yeah. And I think, I do think, though, that the build around stuff is a little out of hand, right? Like, um, we want powerful cards. We don't want cards where then I have to make my whole deck this way or that way or whatever. It's like, if you think about what magic does really well, right, is gives you a bunch of cards with interesting options and then allows you to mix and match, right? They don't, <clears throat> they don't force you down a hole, like, which is, I think what happens in Hearthstone, right? Where they, they give you a quest or a legendary weapon or a death knight. And then they're like, build your whole deck around this thing. And, uh, and I think it's one of the things that makes like a card like Rexar, like 
really cool is that it's this card where I can shift, but my deck isn't built around it, right? Like my deck, it it almost is a like that's one of the death knights where even though it's infinite value, which is a, another problem in and of itself that we could talk about another time. But what I'm talking about right currently is like things like Gul'dan, things like uh, you know the warrior quest, the rogue quest, like where the whole deck then kind of gets like put into this little box and you got to figure it out. And what Rexo does really well is like I make a deck. And then I could decide, do I want to pivot in this game when I draw this card? That kind of stuff is cool. I want to see more stuff like that where like each individual card gives me a choice, an option, a path to go down, but not where the path has been decided before I started the game, right? Uh, I really, really like when you have cards that that allow you to like, like I want, when I play the milkshake deck in wild, it's like I sit there and I just go like, Every decision is just like, oh, what am I going to do here? Like, what? And then it changes because I steal their card and it does something totally different. And it's like that that kind of feeling is really cool. When I play Odd Paladin, I feel like I just push the button, right? Mm-hmm. And like, that's the feeling I don't want anymore. It's like, my deck is built. My deck does this thing. I do the thing every game. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's yeah. fair. Obviously, if they if they have some crazy new idea that is built around, I do want to see it. Especially now that they've set the precedent that if you know if things are a little too strong, they will throw into the Hall of Fame sooner than rather sure. than later. Uh, I think that's worth bringing up. And again, I'm just so stoked that they're doing that with Gen and Baku. Um, yeah, they're clearly uh, at the same learning, time. Obviously, so I, I'm giving I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that whatever this new thing is is going to be sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. They're definitely learning. <laughs> yes, 100. percent You know, overall, you know, I. I thought 2018 was a, a solid year for them. You know, I think the meta shook up quite a bit, pretty often, stayed fairly healthy, with the glaring exception of Odd and Even. But even Odd and Even changed a decent amount. Like, even Paladin showed up in, like, the middle of the year, really. Like, it was mostly Odd up until then. But... Uh, it's, it's just interesting. Anyways, um, I would also like to say before we move on uh, that I hope they tease all future mechanics in this way because I found this highly amusing. In the comments of uh, Reddit AMA, please do that. Uh, Dills, they said that Arena should be getting some micro adjustments a week after launch since yeah. they are changing things so drastically in there. They just kind of clarified uh some stuff about the arena and i know i linked to you guys uh tarot asked like a whole bunch of questions and got specifically answered a whole bunch of them and essentially they were about like hey you're making all these changes how are you actually handling these <laughs> and uh it sounds like they're kind of on top of it all it's not it, it, it didn't seem to me like like stars answers were a bunch of oh we don't know yet and we'll figure it out it seemed very much like they had a plan of attack. So they understand that the bucketing system is going to have to be dealt with each time. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously older card sets coming back in, you do have to like deal with older card issues, right? Like things that were banned before, are they still banned? What's going on? But like, you know, everything they said kind of made sense here. So I'm happy about it. Yeah. Uh, Jocelyn, you also added notable questions that did not get answered. Mm, there were a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there were a lot of questions uh, that didn't get answered. And also, I don't think they ever actually locked the thread. So there were a lot of questions, too, that, you know, came in. Came in after the fact. Yeah, yeah. It came in like two days ago. And I'm like, guys, this has been over for like days. What are you doing? But um, 
I did the same yeah. thing outside of Toys R Us, you know, like a month after they closed. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I come in and buy some toys, please? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, one thing that I thought was was kind of interesting and had a lot of upvotes but didn't get answered and was probably what I thought was the most interesting question out of everything was uh, somebody asked what Ixar's takeaway was from his recent feedback tweet because I think he got something like over a thousand replies to that tweet or something. So somebody asked, you know, like, oh, well, what did you what did you gain? Like, what was your takeaway? And that one didn't get answered. And I was kind of like, man. I really wish that he'd said, oh, well, it seems like people are really, you know, want this or don't want this or blah, blah, blah. But there was nothing, <laughs> just silence. <laughs> this is the thing I wanted. The number one thing I wanted was some go deeper on the no new game modes thing. But the second thing I wanted the most was an answer to this question. Well, yeah, because I mean, I think that it's just as important to see, you know, like what their plans are, what their thoughts are on things. But I feel like their takeaways from community feedback, when we can go and look at that thread, that's really important information. It's just as important, if not more important, to be like, are they getting the message? Are they on the same page as us now? You know, like, do they understand why we're asking for X, Y, Z? And I think if he had answered that question, we would have gotten a little bit more insight into what they're actually thinking and how they're thinking and how they're taking our feedback into account. It could also playing devil's advocate here. Obviously, I want that. I want this. I want the answer to this question super bad. But uh, you know, it can be dangerous. Uh, you know, to to talk too far in the future, especially when you're at the doorstep of a new expansion and a new standard year launching. So I can. Well, I can, but I, I don't necessarily think that you have to talk about the future. Basically, all I want out of Ixar is to say these are the things that I gathered from all of the responses to my tweet that you guys want these things. And then we can look at that and be like, no, actually, you missed the point. Or, yes, perfect. Use that information now that you have it. Maybe. You know or maybe I'm just letting my own read on the replies show. Because I think we could all read that <laughs> and probably come away with a different answer, which might have been Nixar's answer, which would have probably irritated me. But um, there are a lot of different suggestions in there. I am going to read that and go, everyone wants new game modes, clearly. Because there were a lot of replies, but not every reply was about that. There were a lot of people in there saying they want achievements. And I don't care, like, could, could not care less about achievements. Well, exactly. And this is why I'm saying, like, knowing what Ixar gained from all of those replies is way more interesting to me, no offense, Garrett, than what you gained from those replies. Like, well, I don't care. You're I not making the so. game. I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, but you might not have just been ready. That was, it, that was it not was that also, long ago. It was not that long and, ago. It was and, a lot of yeah. responses. And but that would have been an acceptable answer, too. Like, I'm yeah. still sifting through that information, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I was kind of sad that he didn't uh, give us that answer. And then there were there was another one that I thought was interesting, which is not something I've seen before, and maybe I just haven't been reading enough Reddit threads, but uh, they talked about epic cards having the same rules as legendary cards. And so I've seen the no opening duplicates suggestion before, but I've never seen only allowing one copy of an epic per deck. I've never seen well, that. Well, that's silly. Before. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I do. I, yeah, I do think that it would be nice if epic cards didn't open duplicates. Yeah, fact. I've seen that suggestion before because epics are so expensive to cast and they used to be like fun cards and now they feel like they're almost required a lot of the time. Like yeah, they, they feel very functional and less fun. <laughs> especially in 2018, a lot of epics made yeah. it into a lot of meta decks. 
I'm, yeah. I'm 100% there. The, the no du- opening duplicates, obviously, once you get two, um, would go yes. a long way to, yeah. to, to alleviate that. Um, but please don't restrict it to only one epic per deck. Yeah, the legendary thing is fine, but yeah. It's funny how in Magic there's like literally no restrictions. You know, like you could just put in four of the best card, you know, if you want to. Yeah. It's just, do you decide to do that or not, right? Like, would it even be good to run four Gul'dans? Like, I don't know. Probably. Probably, but. Probably yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, are you really yes. asking that question? Yeah. <laughs> Bad example. But you know what I mean? Like, it would be interesting yeah. if, it, if Hearthstone was just like, the, everything is, you have two of everything. Now you decide, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, okay, more than one Rex are not the most helpful thing in the world, but more than one Gul'dan, pretty damn helpful. Sure. Yeah, yeah. bringing back all those, yeah. Yes. There's certain cards like that is why. But I it think would be is. interesting to figure out, though, you know, like what's the perfect number of a card like Gul'dan? Like, do you want three? Do you want seven? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You know, figuring how out how many 10 mana cards do you want in your deck, period? Yeah, right? exactly. uh, 10. Yeah. I want 10. I want to bring back Void <laughs> Lords 10 times. Yeah, and then you draw five Gul'dans at the beginning of the game, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> this, this card's no good when I only have four mana. <laughs> Well, that's just the price you pay for the ultimate late game. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I thought that that was a, I do agree with the pack opening thing. And, but I don't know about restricting copies and decks. I kind of agree with you guys that if they were going to change the deck restrictions at all, I would just want to see them removed. Like have as many copies of as many cards as you want. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in a new game mode. <gasps> I'm sorry. I did. I'm sorry. I take it too back. soon. <laughs> Too soon, Jocelyn. That's enough. <laughs> so, enough out of you. 2018, we had to say goodbye to hopes for tournament mode, and in 2019, we're gonna say goodbye to hopes for any new game. Any mode, mode at all? Any yeah. mode? Any mode at all? <laughs> uh, before we move into strategy this week, let's take a break and thank our sponsors, Away Travel. You can check out by going to awaytravel.com/tac20. They make awesome luggage. Just the best. I recently got to break mine out to go to your wedding, Jocelyn, in which had I remembered to bring my switch, it would have really (laughs) come in handy because it has a battery that has its own compartment that you can keep that battery in on both sizes of the carry-on luggage, which means if I'm sitting there burning up my battery, either playing Hearthstone on my phone or my iPad or catching Pokemon on my switch, then I can recharge it and I don't have to rub knees with someone in the waiting area because there's only <laughs> two outlets in this multi-billion dollar structure in Florida where they allow planes to fly in and out of. Rubbing knees is so gross. It is. The, that's how you get sick. They say it's from touching your eyes, you know, from touching your eyes and touching your food tray. I, I argue it's from rubbing knees with someone while you're trying to charge your phone in an airport. So um, it's, it's, it's great. So check them out. They've got uh, also have uh, TSA approved combination locks. They have an interior pressure system so you can get all that air out when you've got too much stuff in there because you're bringing back all the poutine you can fit in your luggage from Canada. <laughs> so you really like the poutine, eh? <laughs> Poutine's amazing. And I don't know why I can't find it easily here. I mean, I can make it. It's really just gravy, fries, and, 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 and cheese curds. But I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I want it to be 3 a.m. I'm coming home from the bar and there's just poutine there. That sounds lovely. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's fantastic. You should check out awaytravel.com slash TAC20 to get uh, $20 off your order. You also have to put in TAC20, the code, at checkout. 
Uh, on top of that, there's free shipping within the, lo- the 48 lower states, a 100-day return policy, and a lifetime warranty. So check them out, awaytravel.com slash TAC20. Get $20 off your order when you use the code TAC20. We thank them for their support. We thank you for using that URL and that code. Now let's talk a little Malagos Rogue. Hit it very hard. You want to blow something up? <laughs> Time to pay! We were going to talk about Malagos Rogue last week, but there was just too much to talk about with the year of the... Oh my god, what year is it now? I forgot already. Dragon. Dragon. Year of the Dragon announcement. Year of the not unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said unicorn. It's like every year. Yeah, just like every year for the rest of my Hearthstone existence. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a unicorn at some point. There has to be. It's too majestic. It's too Hearthstone-y. No, what they're going to do is it's going to be like Year of the Courser, and then it's going to be (laughs) like a horse unicorn. Year of the Innkeeper's Beard, and it'll just be a disembodied beard icon, which I would be very into. And we'll all call it the Year of That's Admirable, if that happens. Yes. (laughs) Well, Raven's already gotten his year, right? So. Mm. Yeah, that's we're right. Yeah, we're well, and this is the, the admirable. <laughs> well, let's be honest. This really is just the year of the Kibler. Mm, that's true. True that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Malagos Rogue, it is quite popular. It is not performing particularly great if you look at statistics websites, but it is also murdering wall priests dead where they stand. <laughs> this is true. It's its biggest weakness, though, is that it just gets run over by any tempo aggressive deck, right? So. Unless Hunter goes away, Malagos Rogue will never be a ladder, like, just kingpin. It is it is a great deck, I think, for, like, a tournament lineup. I wonder if you'd ever play it in a specialist format, because uh, I, I assume that a lot of people will play mid-range Hunter and specialist. I haven't actually gotten into any of these damn qualifier tournaments yet. Every single one has, like, 800 people signed up for it. And I, 250 spots, yeah. It's yeah, it's 256 I spots or whatever, right? And then so you, many people being like, yeah, I want to do a qualifier, but I can't get in. <laughs> but you log in and you just hope that like not everybody shows up, right? That's the idea. But yeah. anyway, I, I think it'll calm down as time goes on because I, I was about to say like it, we're, it just started, right? Uh, I'm sure it'll, yeah. I'm sure it'll, you know, kind of yeah, even out a little but, bit. <laughs> excuse me, but I wonder like if in specialist format. How would a deck like this even operate, right? Like you'd need a tournament where the or a meta where um, there's just kind of a lot of control combo decks. Because what this deck does do really well is it can combo off faster than most other decks, right? Um, it's just not that much mana, and with cards like preparation, you can just kind of do the combo and do a whole bunch of damage. Pretty early. I actually kind of I tried to factor how much damage you can actually do in one turn, um, and if you had the coin, and you were, uh, and you were already Valera, I think you can do upwards of 135. Wow! Nice. Yeah, that is obscene. Because you can make triple Malagos pretty easily. Um, well, that answers the question of how many Malagos would be Malagos. good. In Sorry, here. you do. Uh, you do, what is it, Necrium Vial, and then you also break the weapon, and that gives you the third one, and then you backstab your own Kobold Illusionist to give you the fourth one. And then, yeah, then you go off with, uh, you know, like Prep of this, Double Sinister Strike, and some Razor Petal Lashes. Um, 
and you can do a whole bunch of damage. So it's it's got the ability. Like I did seventy exact damage to an odd warrior who was at seventy exactly, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I think I have it. I was like counting it up, uh, and with three Malagos Malagai, I was able to do the seventy. But uh, then, yeah, but then every single time a hunter came up against me, I was like, I'm just dead. Yeah, I can't deal with all these things coming at my face every turn. So that's it's got a huge gaping weakness in that, and it's weird because I look at the deck and I'm like, I'm like, man, most of the time when I play a combo deck, there's a whole bunch of draw in here, right? But this deck, you need these specific minions because when you do the combo, you can't have like acolyte of pain in your hand or yeah, you have to only have Malagos, right? Yeah, or novice engineer or loot hoarder or any of that kind of stuff. Like, you need to. There's, there's a reason why there's just Malagos, just Cobalt Illusionist, just Elven Minstrel, and one Shiny Fine. It's like you need to, when you Minstrel, it literally pulls those specific minions out, right? So, Well, and the other thing that I, that I found with this deck is that because there are so many combo pieces, so you've got, you know, like your weapon, you've got your Malagos, you've got your Illusionist, you've got, you know, all of your damage cards. It's like, I didn't want to, like, put, say, Sprint, for sure. lack of a better card. You know, like, I didn't want four more cards coming into my hand because I just didn't have that space. It was like, I couldn't accelerate through my deck too quickly because I wasn't really playing too much from my hand. Sure. There's some interesting decisions, too. Like, when do I play the Razor, razor Petal Volley to put those two cards into my hand because I'm going to need them to actually combo off. And then, yeah, it's like, it's, I felt like it's a really tricky deck. There's and a I lot see, to manage, I found. Yeah, and I see, and sometimes you play against it and you're like, wow, I, I just died. They just drew the Malagos thing and killed me. There's nothing I could do. And I definitely felt that playing against other people, but I also felt like it didn't happen consistently enough. It didn't happen as consistently as, say, uh, like I feel like a topsy turvy priest can, yeah, control the board and kind of get there. It's just or Mechathune anything. <laughs> can you? Yeah, like are you good enough at it to play it? Like this doesn't yeah. take a lot of like physical skill to like drag spells over my opponent's face. Uh, but it's just it didn't feel like it had the hold off right. Like a combo deck normally feels like it's got the ways to survive, got the ways to draw. This deck feels like it's kind of got neither. <laughs> like I'm just. <laughs> It's very hard. Those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very hard to draw what you need. It's very hard to... Like, the combo part is the easy part. The not dying part is the hard part. As, as you start to bring up the difficulty of managing your hand, Joss, I'm like, yeah, but but uh, most combo decks have that issue. And I was like, wait a minute, no, but not really. Like, it's, you're right. Priests totally... They have more ways to kind of deal with the board. This deck has... I don't know. What are you hoping is in your hand? Vanish and Sap just so you can survive? Uh, no, I mean, the best cards to have in your hand, like this is a, this is one of those also combo decks where I actually hold on to my combo pieces at the beginning, right? Because I need them. Mm -hmm. Uh, best card in the deck is Elven Minstrel. You just keep that every single time, right? And a lot of combo decks like Mind Blast Priest and, you know, uh, that the clone priest example specifically, it's like you throw all that combo stuff back and then you draw into it. This deck is like, not that way. I don't know. It's very strange. And <laughs> I played a bunch of it, and I definitely won some game. I think I was, like, essentially 50-50 with the deck. But just a, as a ladder deck, 
I'm not going to recommend it. I'm going to say, if this is the type of thing you enjoy, if you enjoy laughing maniacally while blasting your opponent for over 100 damage, you're going to you're gonna have some fun moments. But uh, <laughs> Those moments are going to be spread yeah, by... Some they're not going to happen every game. Blasting. They're going to happen like every other game, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying this is a James Bond villain of Hearthstone decks right now? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, and, and, and yeah, sometimes you just, everything happens and everything falls into place and an illusionist comes down and you break your weapon and here comes Malagos and you're instantly dealing a bunch of damage on like turn seven, uh, which is one of the reasons why the deck I think sees play at all is the fact that like Clone Priest needs to get to nine, right? Nekathu mm-hmm. needs to get to like turn 14 or whatever it is because they have to draw their entire deck. This deck can actually combo off on like turn six or seven. So that's that's basically the reason for it existing, I think. But again, like I said, it's just it needs to exist in that meta where you can actually do this. And and I think that's in a tournament setting, not a ladder setting. Well, and I feel like that's kind of part of the problem with specialists, right? is that I feel like if I'm going to go into a tournament and I'm expecting a lot of odd warriors and I'm expecting a lot of wall priests, great. But then if I queue in in my first round and it's a hunter, I'm like, well, crap. Yeah, like how do I tech this <laughs> deck to be the hunter? Yeah. yeah, you just can't and then you just lose. And that I mean, you could take out... Nice as being able to ban a hunter, you know? Sure. You could take essentially just take out the combo and then put in you know, other roguey stuff. Like, I, I feel like the combo <laughs> itself is not... Like, you could become just like a straight-up Death Rattle Rogue, too, uh, without that much difference. But, yeah. It's like, that. that's... When I look at specialists and I start theorycrafting a little bit, I think specifically of, of shells that are maneuverable, right? Like, where... Yeah. And I think yeah, that's why like mid range hunter. I Death Rattle Hunter was one of the first ones that I kind of theory crafted and teched, and it's going to be one of my biggest things to to try out because when you look at specialists, you think okay, I have a base deck, and then I need like an anti control version and an anti aggro version, right? So your anti control version with Death Rattle Hunter is like okay, now I just go really heavy on like the charge devil sore, like big greedy beasts that come out with my Catherine and. My death rattle stuff, right? And then when I go anti aggro, it's like I take out the charge devil sores and the king crush and blah, blah blah. And I put in tar creepers and like early game taunt strong minions and things like that. And that deck has the shell that you could maneuver in both directions pretty easily. This deck, I'm like, I how do I anti aggro this deck, right? I already have backstab, I already have fan. What else do I do here? Do I just throw tar creepers into this deck? Like, no, then I can't ever combo you. So yeah, the the how specific you have to be with your minions is the big challenge here. Yeah, it just doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. It's a great deck, I think, for a last year of standing or a conquest. Mm-hmm. But when we go into specialists, I think we're not going to see this as a tournament deck anymore. I'm still excited for specialists because I've always wanted Hearthstone Esports to look more like how we play it at home. I was hoping for the other way around for them to adjust the game to mimic the esports, not them adjust the esports to mimic the game. But we are there, and I'm, I am legitimately excited to to see this kick off. Um, but not that I want to see a ladder flooded by Malagos Rogue. I was calling for it to go to Hall of Fame for the love of God next week or last week. But um, I do worry that you know maybe we'll see fewer weird decks like this. 
Well, yeah, yeah looking at just so far through the qualifiers for March, it looks like we've had a lot of mid-range hunter and control priest and togwaggle druids, but there's been like no shamans. Odd warriors, the only one. We've had some miracle rogues, but that's about it. Like there's not a whole lot of um variance, I guess. It, it, it would say that way too <laughs> though. My, format. my hope is that it breeds more frequent changes to the game because chances are if it's that kind of mundane for lack of a better word uh, maybe I should use consistent because it doesn't have as negative a connotation but if it's that consistent with what you're seeing in those tournaments it's probably pretty similar to what you're seeing on ladder and I certainly am seeing a lot of mid-range hunter I'm also not helping that particular issue (laughs) but yes Um, so you know there could be an upside to that but we'll have to see um, anyways, uh, we've got a link to the deck list that we are showing for the video audience in the show notes, but it's, it's Malagos Rogue. It's not that hard to find. Go to your Hearthstone yep. fan site of choice and look up Malagos Rogue. It's also hard to, uh, to to alter, by the way. I found that as well. <laughs> I don't know if you guys did. But I was like, what cards do I take in and out here? I'm having... I guess I put in a Blood Mage Thalnos, maybe? And then I was... <laughs> this is weird. Maybe, again, it, yeah, it comes down to that, that minion restriction of... Mm-hmm. Yep. There's very specific minions in this deck for a reason, and if you in, if you introduce other minions, suddenly you're screwing up your deck's entire plan. Yeah. Um. So I get the feeling that next week we may not be able to do a strategy section. There's no way we uh, make it till next Tuesday without the expansion release, right? Yeah. I would think so, because, be, I, I, I mean, we're already halfway through March, basically, right? So yeah. we can't get most of the way through March and still not have an announcement. That seems crazy. There's a couple of ideas that I had for next week's deck. One of them is Bunny Hopper's uh, Tempo Pirate Rogue thing. That's um, pretty aggressive with Myra's. And then the other one is there's uh, the Elemental Shaman with Shutterwalk. It's pretty fun. So we'll see if yep. there's not a bunch of stuff coming out that'll probably be one of the decks that we'll talk about so stay Very tuned to our discord where you guys can get exactly. get the decks yes. if you're a patron if you're a patron link your discord to your patreon you automatically get added to the angry chicken uh discord and if that's not happening and your discord is successfully linked your payment method may be out of date <laughs> That's how that works. Uh, but yes, I'm, it's got to be Thursday or Friday. They, they've been announcing things on Thursdays, so I bet we're going to get an expansion announcement this Thursday. If for some reason something just isn't ready for it yet, you know, maybe something on the server side, I, I, I've got one Friday at the absolute latest. I don't think we make it to the weekend without knowing what the title of the next Hearthstone expansion is. And if we make it until Tuesday, fine. I won't eat my hat, but I'll chew on it at least a little bit. <laughs> I end up being wrong. I think we'll still see one more, uh, like we'll see the final teaser video probably tomorrow, I would guess. Since we haven't seen it yet today, it's got to be coming tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if, we're, if, 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 if it's coming Thursday or Friday, yeah, I think we're getting one more teaser video tomorrow. It's got to be. Yeah, and then because I'm assuming that the teasers are about the single player, so I what kind if, of expect. What if they upload it as a teaser? And it ha- and it has like it flips over the final card and you're like oh my god it's not boom and then it just goes straight into the actual announcement but they don't they don't label it as an expansion announcement they announce it like it's labeled on YouTube as a teaser that would be great I'd be so proud of them <laughs> but yeah so I'm guessing yeah next couple of days yeah 
yeah, most likely going to happen. Um, we have one more sponsor to thank today, and that is MeUndies. MeUndies, they are <laughs> they are back. Can we just sort of MeUndies podcast? They're, they're just uh, that is the proper response to somebody bringing up MeUndies. It's just that's Yay! how it. That is a, a proper description of how I feel when I put MeUndies on. <laughs> my my nether regions cheer. They just cheer for how comfortable it is. It's wonderful. It, 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 these are the softest underpants. They're super soft, everybody. I just I can't get across how soft they are until they it, it, like invent uh, audio that can make you feel softness uh, in <laughs> podcast form. I can only tell you how soft MeUndies are, which is very, very. They it, are extraordinarily comfortable to the point that I actually, so I don't know if you guys are, I know most of you guys are listening to my voice are actually guys. So you may not know this, but a lot of girl underwear is very much like corsets. They're really uncomfortable. So I actually, on the day of my wedding decided, screw it. I'm not wearing uncomfortable corset underwear. I'm wearing me undies. And it was the greatest decision I've ever made. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she is yeah that's a long day you gotta like it's chill you gotta talk day. to people all yeah. day why make yourself uncomfortable right uh, yeah, exactly jo- jocelyn is not messing with you by the way i was i was standing there enjoying uh the open bar and some poutine <laughs> talking with jocelyn and joss is like ah oh, this has just been, been a great day wedding went great and i'm so comfortable because or no you were like you were like super stoked you're like i know what i'm gonna say on our next me on these three and i'm like where is this conversation going <laughs> yeah, like, why are you talking about this i'm like no 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 i've got this don't worry <laughs> yeah and i am wearing me undies right now <laughs> at your wedding you pitched to me a sponsor yeah. read i loved it it was great it was wonderful it was wonderful <laughs> i'm always thinking about work you guys always <laughs> Doesn't feel like work with me on these. They, 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 they allow us to have a lot of fun with their reads, and we thank them for it. We thank them for their support, uh, and we also thank them for the offer they have for all of the Angry Chicken listeners out there. If you're a first-time purchaser, when you order me undies, you can get 15% off and free shipping uh, by going to meundies.com/tac. Again, you can get 15% off your first pair, free shipping. They also come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. When you go to meundies.com/tac, go check them out. I promise, your butt has never been so comfortable. Go check it out. And now let's take some questions. Hello. Hello, it's me. Hello. Um, just quickly, do you get my message? Yep. Oh. Hello, brother. <laughs> you can send your emails to tacpodcast at gmail.com or if you're supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC, link your Discord account to Patreon and you will automatically be added to the Anchor Chicken Patreon Discord. Brenton writes in this week and says the meta has of course changed many times over the years however i noticed a larger change to how the overall game has felt over the oh sorry over time in the past year or two i miss my games being about 10 minutes long my games seem to go more around the 15 30 minutes these days which i'm not thrilled about but that's just my opinion some of the newer implementations to hearthstone that i'm not a fan of are lifesteal and ridiculous amounts of armor gain In addition to faster games, I miss the constant back-and-forth games used to have more of. I guess I miss mid-range decks the most. I would be somewhat more open to longer games if so many of them didn't feel like solitaire. I can't stand feeling ahead all game just to suddenly lose instantly to an OTK. There's just too many OTK experiences right now. I still play plenty of Hearthstone, but I think it could be better. What are your thoughts about the above? Well, Brenton, more or less I agree with you. However, I have been playing the crap out of Mid-Range Hunter recently. 
Yeah, but I, I think uh, the problem with that is for the past couple of expansions, mid-range hunter has felt like the option if you want to play a mid-range deck. So if you don't want to play hunter, nothing else really feels like it fits into that power level for a mid-range deck. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing else yeah. feels as viable as hunter. Even paladin, there is like a kind of a tempo rogue thing, but yeah, hunter is kind of the option. And then he's he's right. There's more OTK mm-hmm. than there ever has been before, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why and I said it, for, the, for the most part I agree with him. There's there's exceptions yeah. to the rules, but I'm. I mean, I think I talked about it two or three weeks ago. I'm I'm pretty winded with this particular meta that we're in. I don't think it's inherently bad. It's certainly not the worst meta we've been in. But yeah, I'm I'm not digging all these OTKs. They I, I don't uh, you know if you like them, you like them. But for me, I liked it when they were this kind of rare thing. You know, you're you're hitting the the ladder. You're dealing with you kind of your 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 three columns of a card game, your aggro, your mid-range, and your control, and every now and then, a combo deck would show up, and you're just like, oh my god, how do I deal with this? Uh, but but now, you're right. Yeah, I've seen them all, it feels like, and so when they pop back up, I'm just like, okay, I'm just guessing I'm gonna watch you draw and control the board and eventually uh, assemble your Voltron, figuratively speaking, not the actual Voltron that exists in the card game. I think it's a lot of this OTK stuff really grew out of the two things you mentioned, right? Lifesteal and ridiculous armor gain is that, you know, like we had to find ways to get through any amount of health. So, you know, like that's kind of where the meta came from. So I don't necessarily think OTKs are bad. I think they're really interesting. I was super stoked for the Paladin Death Knight when it came out because that seemed like a new and interesting way to play. Uh, we're just we're definitely in the upswing of OTK combo stuff right now, because um, I know like it seems like it. Whenever the meta gets out of balance, I guess is the best way to put it. Whenever one archetype is super dominant, so right now it's OTK. It's been aggro in the past. It's been control in the past. But that's usually I think when the complaints come. It's not that people don't like aggro or don't like OTK or don't like control. It's just when it's the dominant thing that you're facing, it can be less fun. So yeah. we just need to, or I guess the Hearthstone team should aim for a more balanced meta. Yeah, and if you're playing standard, I mean, a lot of this is going away relatively soon. The massive yes. armor gain is a is a, with with warrior is a proponent of odd warrior, which is going which is leaving standard. The massive armor gain and druid was really brought on by things like branching paths, which is also leaving standard. Um, so at least there's there's that to look forward to. I mean, everything on an even going away is going to, to shift the meta drastically. Um, and I'm, well, plus there's also like Malfurion, the Death Knights going away because that was another three armor every turn was was a lot. So a lot of the a lot of that's going to change. Yeah, yeah. So things should. So pick up a bit. will still be there. So yeah, yeah. will be. Do I, I do think though that there is there's enough counterplay to it that it's okay. Like, I, I think that's the issue is. If you take away the counterplay, then we have an issue. And like Wild has a lot of these really cool things like Dirty Rat still and Death Lord and all that kind of stuff and Lotheb. Standard only really has Mojo Master, but Mojo Master is actually super sweet in any mid-range deck to counteract those combos. So as long as we continue to get cards like that, I'm cool with the combo thing existing. I just, yeah, you never want it to get to a point where everybody's just... uh playing, sol- like like you said, solitaire. Mm-hmm. Which I thought the worst proponent of, and it still is, to me, is just 
freaking freeze things with mage. Like I freeze your entire board stuff. It's like, come on, man. That's just so stupid. Like that's the mechanic where I just, every time I play against it, I'm like, I get that this deck isn't actually that good, but I put a bunch of stuff on the board and then you're just like, yeah, you don't get to use it. You don't get to yeah. use that stuff. And like, I never get that tilted by like timeout. I'm like, oh, okay, timeout. I can't hit your face this turn. I can still do stuff with my minions. But it's like, you know, it's just, we just need to have those counters and then all this stuff is fine. It's what it's if, if they let things get out of hand where there's literally no counterplay, then that's an issue. And then we've had that in the past with things like, you know, Freeze Mage. Uh, I think quite like original Quest Rogue was kind of like that. Um, but I do think nowadays with the Mechathune stuff, it's like you, if you recognize what it is early enough, you can play around what they can do, right? Mm -hmm. Like in Warlock, it's like you play around Defiles and stuff. You keep the pressure on playing around that. And like against Druid, you play around like uh, Spreading Plague a little bit and you try to continue to apply pressure while doing that. And it's like, you know, Clone Priest, you try to figure out when they're going to go off and that's when you Mojo Master or try to continue to apply pressure through things like like while well, without getting like blown up by like psychic scream or something, you need to have reload. Like there's ways to do it, and as long as that exists, I'm okay with it. But he's not wrong that there's so much more than we ever did before. It's just a different, it's just a different world, it's a different Hearthstone world. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's also something I'm not sure I'd call it philosophical, but maybe just historical with card games here. Like uh, everything's going to run a cycle. You're most of us kind of get sick of the meta after a, a certain point. I think what you're getting yeah, to getting at deals is, is it a, is bad situation or is it a feels bad situation? I think mm -hmm. for Brenton here and for me, I think it's a feels bad situation. I don't think it necessarily is bad. Uh, again, uh, sure. comparing it to other metas, I think this is certainly uh, healthier than metas. Yeah, well, there's also the like people are going to have favorite metas and least favorite metas, and clearly. Brenton liked uh, mid-range metas. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. Yeah, I think uh, we'll be back to it at some point. I have a strange amount of fun in aggro v. aggro metas because it just seems oh, yeah. like you're on the razor's edge at all times. It reminds me of oh. Zerg versus Zerg in StarCraft. Like It's just like Christ. I actually think, though, by the way, Brenton really likes those mid-range metas. Just wait for this rotation because generally when we rotate, the power levels of everything drop and just dropping a reasonably statted minion on curve is going to be the most powerful thing you could do pretty soon. So, yeah, and I can't remember every. I was I, I can't think of all the pieces off the top of my head, but I, Mechathune decks are going to be losing some of their combo pieces, some of their ways to do the things that they're doing. We think until they get replaced with the first. Well, season. yeah, but I mean, <laughs> when you lose three whole sets and you only get one set to yeah. replace it, the power level just inherently just drops. Does drop, mm -hmm. So, yeah. especially yeah, when we, you look at the three sets that we're losing, there's a lot of super. Yeah. Suddenly, like a Yeti, don't seem so bad no more. You know what I'm saying? So I miss Yetis. Let's bring bring Yetis back into into year of the Yeti sure. into constructive. Remember play. two mana Yeti, where you'd play the the ancient watcher and then you'd silence it. Yeah, you, you, you remember back in the day when that was the most broken thing priests could do. Yeah, <laughs> or or the, or the uh, circle of healing on an injured blade master, and you were just like, oh, what God. a four seven? How do I, I four seven? Never I can get, never kill that. <laughs> moves will never get more impactful than this. <laughs> and now they're bringing back two 14s with divine shields, what it feels like infinitely, and turning them into monstrosities that kill you in one turn. Oh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. It, whatever. It's all, it's all a point in time. I'm glad that we're having this meta right now because the decks are completely insane. Do I want to stay here? No. 
is it kind of fun to look at? Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, and we're not going to. We're, well, things are going to change. Uh, Dills, you want to take our final question for today? Sure. Dean from patreon.com slash TAC asked, good day to my favorite podcast host. Not very clever, but very true. Oh, well, thank you. Huh. Uh, since I disenchant gold cards as soon as I get them, excluding legendaries, I don't ever think about crafting them. When Dills was talking recently about crafting a gold game in Baku since they're going to Hall of Fame, I tried to do the math on this and can't seem to make sense of it when I appreciate some clarity. Seems like if I craft a gold again, get 3,200 gold or dust back after it rotates the Hall of Fame, uh, and uh, which means I would have it for free, and then I could disenchant the actual card for another 1,600 dust, meaning I would make 1,600 dust in the transaction and still have my original non-gold gen if I ever decide to play wild. Is my math correct here or am I misunderstanding? Yes, you are misunderstanding. Uh, let me clarify. If you don't craft it, you will still profit 1,600 dust. If you just keep your regular non-golden gen or baku, you will profit 1,600 dust. If you craft it in golden and then disenchant it, you literally only crafted and disenchanted and didn't do anything to gain, gain or lose more dust. Right. You, you will still get the 1,600 dust, which is what your non-golden is worth. Yeah, it'll just, you'll get that, right? So uh, the best thing, to, if you're looking to just profit dust, the best thing to do is nothing. <laughs> just make sure you own all the copies of these cards period not golden whatever just have them in regular form uh because you'll just get the dust that they're worth just handed to you without doing anything right, right if you, you are like you me don't get both right like you don't get the dust for both versions you won't get you won't get 3200 and 1600 you'll just right. get 3200 and then you'll disenchant it and you'll just have 1600 dust the way you would have if you did yeah. nothing right uh if you're like me and you want the golden versions of cards, this is the best time to craft them because you'll profit a golden version of the card, but you won't be profiting dust in that transaction. Yeah. Well, technically, you're, you're getting a golden version. It's technically not profit in that way. Unless well, you I mean, I have a golden version I didn't have before and I yeah. didn't have to pay 3200 dust yeah, for I, it. I don't have the dust banked right now, so I'm honestly not sure I'm going to craft it. With with Ragnaros and Sylvanas, these were cards that were like I loved so much that I went yeah. out and I was like, I'm buying more cards, I'm disenchanted, I'm playing Arena, I'm really working for it. I'm like, get in Baku, I'm like, I don't have the dust already. I don't think I'm gonna bother. I don't think I'm gonna I think I'm just gonna no. take my my sixteen hundred dust each and move on. Yeah. Just make sure you own at least a copy of all these cards that are getting Hall of Fame because yeah. you might as well craft them in regular versions and just get that for free, right? That's literally just like for free. But if you already have them and the thing you care about most is just dust, being up dust, just owning the regular versions is exactly the same. You will not profit more by crafting a golden version and disenchanting it later. Doesn't work that way. And also, at least for the time being, unless they go in and nerf them at a later date, if, if you've been having trouble dipping your toe into wild... I bet giving yourself access to odd and even decks and files would go a long way to help you make a dent into that mode. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, if you don't own Genbaku, just yeah, just craft the regular versions because they will exist forever in Wild and they'll probably always be somewhat good. Mm-hmm. They're crazy cards. I mean, we'll probably yep. we'll never I, we'll probably never see another card like them. So I, I also do want to just real quickly like. I'm crafting them in golden, understanding that I'm actually losing out on dust. Just for people who are like, 
still confused. Like I, if I craft the golden again and then disenchant my non-golden one, I am up 400 dust instead of being up 1,600 dust. Do you understand? Like I actually lost 1,200 dust. And you could potentially but, lose even more if these card were cards that you crafted in the past. If you didn't crack Gen or Baku and you had to craft them to own them in the first sure, place, you're out even I mean, more dust. Yeah. You can look at it that way if you want to. But I mean, technically, I'm just looking at it. If I already own the non-golden version and then I craft the golden version and then disenchant my non-golden version because I can't get dust for both, I get 400 for my disenchant rather than just being up 1,600. And I understand this because in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I might be down twelve hundred from what I could have, but I'm also not down thirty two hundred for a golden version. You right. I mean? You want the golden version, so I it's want worth the golden it to version. You because exactly. this is the yeah. best so just, the best discount just, on a golden card you're going to get. I just want people to understand it's how it's like to to just, if dust is your main focus, just have the regular version and don't do anything. And That's you, what I'm doing. Chill. Yep. Yeah. Just chill. <laughs> And you'll get that dust. And if you got really lucky and cracked a golden naturally of these cards that are already chilling. No, hell yeah. Know that we're jealous. <laughs> know that we're jealous. Anyways, keep I your... Crafted you crafted golden again? No, just normal again. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I crafted both of them. Hmm. Well, then you're just going to get that back now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just bank gold or dust yep. at this point. Uh, anyways, keep your questions coming. TACpodcast at gmail.com. If you're a patron, drop a question on the Discord, or you can just write us on the Patreon, too. That's totally fine. Uh, thank you again, speaking of which, to our patrons supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC. Three of our more recent patrons are Jack G, Ignatius P, and Francis B. Thank you for the support, everyone. And if you are out there enjoying the Angry Chicken and wanting to support us, the Patreon is the best way to do so. Every little bit helps. Check it out. Patreon.com slash TAC. That's going to wrap it up for the show. We should also thank our producers on our way out. Thank you to Declan H and Sean C for the support you too. If you'd like some Angry Chicken swag, you can get some custom etched glassware like pint glasses and wine glasses at etched.amove.tv or you can grab an Angry Chicken t-shirt over at shirts.amove.tv. Go check them out. The whole back catalog of episodes is over at youtube.com slash amovetv and you can typically catch us live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the A-Move Twitch. But uh, we're doing other things around the web. Let's start with Dills. Where can everybody find you, man? Uh, at Willie Dills on Twitter, twitch.tv slash Willie Dills, my Twitch stream, playing lots of Hearthstone, lots of fun milkshake style decks. I was actually just on the Into the Wild podcast uh, with uh, Daily Donuts and Saucy Bailman, who was a guest on this show a couple weeks ago. And uh, we talked about my milkshake deck, and it's kind of... Uh, Re revitalized my love of the milkshake deck. And uh, we actually went back and re kind of jiggered it and crafted it to make it a little bit more viable. And I think we're actually in a place where it somewhat works. So I'm playing a lot I of that. I can't believe so. there was ever a time that you weren't in love with the milkshake deck deals. Well, yeah. blasphemy. <laughs> but I mean, when it, yeah, but sometimes it just feels like it can't win and that sucks. So I made it slightly less milkshakey, but even a little bit more in certain ways. So like a car <laughs> plus Hemet is just one of the sweetest things ever when there's uh, people trying to mechathune you. So that's in there now. And it's just, I don't know, it's in a really cool place. So I'll be playing a lot of that. So come check me out doing that. Red. Jocelyn, what about you? 
Uh, you can follow me over on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Um, nothing really specific to talk about necessarily this week. Um, got gamers in, as always, on Thursday nights. We're uh, actually, I'm going back and playing a lot of older stuff. So I'm actually playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, which is uh, better than I thought it was going to be. So It's yeah, not that old. It. It's the most well, recent I Assassin's mean, Creed. <laughs> it's It's old for, you know... A, a weekly gaming show. <laughs> fair, fair. You know what I? You know what I actually uh, installed and played in the last week? What? StarCraft Two. Oh. I haven't played StarCraft in forever, but I started watching the GSL again, which is, in my uh, clearly biased opinion, the greatest esports tournament of all time. Um, <laughs> I started watching that again, and I just got the itch. I'm like, oh my god, I missed this game. By the way, I'm terrible at it, and I'm currently working my way up the I was AI. I have always loved StarCraft, but I am god-awful horrible at it. <laughs> it's so freeing to play it while not doing a show about it. Mm. It's like, it's totally fine that I suck, and I still love this game. It's okay. It's totally fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Uh, folks, I'm Garrett Art on Twitter, where you can follow me over there. Right now, I would recommend following me there, if for no other reason, so you can see adorable photos of my new puppy. Go get Does she it. have a name yet? <laughs> yes, we're naming her Wicket. I don't care if it's a boy Ewok in Return of the Jedi, but she looks like a damn Ewok, so we're naming her We're naming her Wicket. That's adorable. Yep. Uh, I also have a new podcast. You can go subscribe to Enter the Apex if you want to hear me talk about a game I am very passionate about, but also a game that makes me swear louder than anything I've ever played. <laughs> it's about Apex Legends, everybody. I get very aggressive when I play shooters against other people. I just I just revert into like an eighteen year old and I just start cussing the paint off the walls. I I can't help it. I can't help it. It just it just goes to the territory. I need like a case of Red Bull next to me and pretend it's like two thousand eight all over again. But check that out. Enter the Apex Rubber Podcast can be found. That's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the Angry Chicken. Thank you again everybody for tuning in. Until next time, job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Yes! This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.